I hit record and then was expecting to do uh, like a 90s reference thing. But you didn't have one? But the, well, the first thing that came to mind was like the Small Wonder song, which is just, it, <laughs> she's a small wonder. And uh, and I realized that wasn't really what we were doing. <laughs> so starting now, I'm just going to start singing, singing the songs of 90s TV shows that are Go, go Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, how you doing? Uh, all right. And you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you've got me like, you've got me all board gamed up in the head now. Yeah, I know. That was, you did it. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's my latest obsession. It's my latest obsession too. I've already not gone fishing and I feel like that was $60 spent that I'll probably never <laughs> activate. Even do so. <laughs> I've already moved on to the next. That's what I, I like. I, I, I don't have hobbies. Like I don't have like. Like, he's been woodworking for 47 years, yeah. you know? And I'm just like, I do something for six weeks, and I'm like, I'm bored of this. <laughs> What's yeah. the next thing? Yeah, I, I do. I think I keep them, but it's just like the enthusiasm in which I devote my... T- I don't have that much free time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the enthusiasm to which I throw at it. Uh, yeah. I will say I've been getting a lot less sleep because I'm either A, checking Kickstarter... Mm-hmm. Or B, my brain is racing with my board game idea. Sure. And I'm just like, shut up, I want to go to sleep. And it's like, no, we need to we need to figure out these mechanics. Uh, so both of my sons are designing games right now. That's board cool. games. Uh, like I'm f- my six year old or will be six year old. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking for an artist right now. Like <laughs> it's 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 done. Like every day when I see him, he's like, Dad, can we work on our game? And I'm like, God damn it, I'm tired, bro. Let me just sit down. I don't want to foster your creativity or your uh, mind. I mean, I do. And uh, but then my my ten year old starts getting jealous because the other ones is so much farther mm-hmm. ahead being done. Yeah. Uh, but my ten year old is is more complicated, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, look forward to that Kickstarter. <laughs> Coming so after the podcast, you. when I'm like, I'm like, hey, you want to listen to my idea? You can be like, no, yeah, not at all. Nope, no room, done. no room in the end, up done. in the old noggin. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's good. Um, Jason from episode 100 is at the World Series of Poker right now. Yeah, so that's exciting. I've yet to see him on the Dano Negranu vlog, but that's my hope. It does to, seem like to catch him on there. I haven't paid attention to poker and since it was in style. <laughs> Since Chris Moneymaker and yeah, uh, the dude with the Velociraptor glasses. Yeah, but every year it seemed like there was a Greg Rain, Greg Raymer. That's his name. But there was one or two nobodies that would sh- that would yeah. make it to the table. It's like, oh, it's just an online douchebag. Yeah, and I hope that's our online douchebag. <laughs> yeah, like I hope <laughs> that's that's my online douchebag, yeah. and everybody's like, "Oh, I wish Doyle Brunson was there instead of that douchebag." He did that. That asshole took out Doyle Brunson. <laughs> that would be awesome, right? Wouldn't it yeah. to be able to brag? Like, even if it was at the first table for five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. you took out Doyle Brunson. Yeah. Even if I you mean, sucked out terribly, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. You yeah. could just hold that one shot. It was yeah. like a, a one or on the river. Boom. Yes, I took out Doyle Brunson. It yeah. was. <laughs> He totally made, outplayed him. He he made the absolute best call in the world. I only had one out and I got it, but I <laughs> I took him out. He could never take that away from you. Yeah. He retired last World Series. Oh, did know. he really? Yeah, yeah. He's got to be old, right? Yeah, real old. But he, yeah, he, uh, yeah. I remember he made it his last tournament. He, I think he made it to the final table or real close and got like a huge standing ovation. Well, when, I would when he busted so. out. And yeah, I would assume so. It was like this really cool moment. That's exciting. 
Um, anything else going on? Uh, today at work was just meetings. That's fun. That's the, the fun part of like getting more involved, right? So when you have your head down, you don't have to go to meetings. Mm-hmm. You can just do your job. But when you're like, hey, I, I think I have ideas about things. They're like, you should tell us. Let's block out time for you to tell us. You're like, oh, I could just tell you now. <laughs> no, we need seven more people that you can also tell. Oh. I've yet to have to do a PowerPoint presentation, though. Yeah. So on that's the, good. On the opposite side of that, it's exhausting being the person leading the meetings, mm-hmm. which sounds like you were, I guess, is your point. Uh, no. Not yet. I mean, okay. more of it's... So being the person leading the meetings is exhausting, uh, but but also, like, when people... It's maybe not a meeting thing, but professional every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every freaking time. It's embarrassing, Justin. You should stop that. Uh there you go. It's on silent or it's on vibrate. So it's nice. right by the thing. So it's good. So it'll, yeah. I'll just touch. I'll just lay it on the mic. So mm-hmm. it just vibrates right on there. Uh, the, the one that gets me is, uh, Hey, when you get a chance to talk, I need to talk about something. Okay. You've interrupted me at this point. Let's fucking talk. Right. Is this oh, a half hour thing? Oh no. no. It's like five minutes. Not, not now. I don't want to keep you now. No, really? You've already stopped me to tell me you're going to talk. We are talking. Tell me. Oh, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Just whenever it's convenient. I'm fucking telling you it's convenient. Stop. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Just talk to me about this. Uh, Yeah, I fucking hate people. I'm done. Done. Done with people. You should just tell them to, like, cover their eyes and then open them. And then she's like, yeah, I just left and now I'm back. So now's a convenient time. Yeah. (laughs) It's what you want. Ridiculous. The other one that I'll get is, uh, is like, uh, hey, where are you right now? They'll call me. Uh, I'm over here. Okay, can you come over here? Why the fuck do you ask me where I am if you're going to have me come to you? Yeah. It's an interaction we didn't I, need. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just done with people. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's been. People suck. Not great. I've came to a realization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've made lots of jokes about us getting old. Mm-hmm. I realize this is the first year, like within the last couple months, I've really felt old. And like my wife told me the other day, she said totally independent. So she must be feeling it too. Mm-hmm. She said, Hey, so people have said, and I'd never heard this, but she said it. And I felt like it made sense. She said every there's, there's one year in people's lives when they go from looking younger than they actually are to looking older than they actually are. Mm-hmm. And I, meaning her, feel like I just hit that because I was looking at my pictures of myself and I feel like I just hit that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that's necessarily true with her, but I feel that with me. So I think she's kind of going through the same thing. And I think this is maybe, I don't think it's a midlife crisis thing because I'm not, maybe I'm I'm obviously upset about it a little bit and then right. I'm talking about it. But uh, uh, just I realized, like, like I really had to sit down and realize I'm 35. I thought I was 34. <laughs> it was like <laughs> yeah, I, some I really heavy that. duty thinking for me to realize that that's not the case. I'm 35. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was going to turn 34 this year. And then I remembered, oh, wait, I already am 34. <laughs> I like lost a year. It was very traumatic. It's ridiculous. But I, I'm definitely feeling it. Like, all right, imagine this. 
that girl that that might have been a little young, but she wasn't too young that you looked at today that you were like, she's pretty hot. I'd fuck her. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Uh, hypothetically. I work in an office with all the same people. I don't. All right. At the gas station, you saw that girl sure. pull up. Sure. Okay. When you graduated high school, she was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Like people apply and I look at cleavage or something and I'm like, you were born the year that I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> like this is our last, like next year we're going to hit, like we are literally a year away from, I've been out of high school. I've been out of school longer than I was in school. Uh, if you don't include college. You want to play a game next week? I just came <laughs> up with a game. Sure. I don't know if this is a game or this is maybe that we're going to call it a game. Okay. All of the remake me uh, cast. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, let's just say everybody featured in episode 100 constitutes the cast. Sure. Would you agree with that? We missing anybody. All of that cast. We need to rank in order of death. (laughs) And then. Okay. So the the order that they're gonna die, mm-hmm. and then when we're at episode twelve hundred, when we'll have forty four <laughs> listeners, <by then. laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll see how it stacked up. How's that? Sure. Well, let's go for it. Does that sound good? Yeah. Uh, about the age thing, two things. One is uh, yesterday I had a conversation with like the new guy, and you did the how old do you think I am thing, and. Uh, he was off by like nine years to the younger side. Okay. And I was like, yep, still got it. Nice. This little this baby face little put him here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, holy shit, you're 35? But he also was like, he's 30 and he looks like he's 12. So he's a tiny little Asian. So it makes sense. He looks like he's 12. But the other thing is I remember when I felt old was on my 30th birthday, right? It's my 30th birthday. Uh, you know, had the fun in the evening, come home, and we're like, or like on the way home, we're like, you know what, I'm I'm still kind of jazzed up. I'm not going to go to bed right away. I'm kind of hungry. Let's get some Taco Bell at 3 a.m. And I came home and ate Taco Bell. I was watching TV, and I got like the worst heartburn of my life. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, I'm old. Oh, fuck. I can't just eat garbage all the time now. Hmm. This, it's ruining. And that's when you started eating healthy? <laughs> yeah, that was the moment <laughs> when I started eating healthy. And look at me now. Uh, I, I remember. Beefcake. Beefcake. This was a solid five years ago as well. I remember referencing, like, showing somebody how to use, like, the the office phone at work, right? Like, all right, you're mm-hmm. the secretary. Here's how you use the phone. Uh, and I was like, all right, so you listen to the dial tone, and this is how you transfer. And she's like, the dial tone? Excuse me? And I was like. You don't know what a fucking dial tone is. God damn it. This is not your fault right now. I am old. Wow. I <laughs> well, think never about thought it. of that. Think of, my kids have you never made, heard a dial tone. You forced me to do that now. Yeah. Yeah. How many people? There are people that you would want wow. to fuck that have never heard a dial tone. Wow. You masturbate to people that have never heard a dial tone. I, that I hadn't thought of. <laughs> you did now. <laughs> like I watched a video once where like Conan picked out someone. Oh, I thought you were going to describe your no <laughs> pornography. Your habits. Yeah. I watched a video of Conan picking somebody out and then just like taking them to like uh, 
the last payphones in New York and just being like, do you know what to do? And like having her try it and failing and like, ha 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 ha, millennials. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, having like having no idea what a dial tone is, that is so foreign a concept. My brain can't handle it. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's, man. Stop. Just stop it. This was a couple of years ago, but my son, my son asked me if when I was in school, math had been invented. <laughs> Like the building block of of science, yeah, hadn't been invented yet in his mind, and it was a totally justified question in his mind. He just doesn't Guess understand what? it. The math you're learning? Nope, that didn't exist. <laughs> uh, I told Daddy you, thinks that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I told you before that, like I, in, t- to a kind of a degree, mm-hmm. I, I still envision like the 1920s in black and white. Yeah, like <laughs> I know that's absurd. <laughs> I know that makes zero sense, uh, but that's how I envision it. And I imagine the Old West painted. <laughs> Oddly, I th- I think the 1920s are just thinking about decades in my brain now. The 1920s are very vivid colors, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, very bronze and everything sparkly. But yeah, the 40s and 50s are very black and white, yeah. especially the 50s. Yeah, Everything looks like Leave it to Believer. Leave it to Beaver. Just Leave be- it to Believer. <laughs> what is going on over there? Do you I have a know. stroke? No. Fun fact, that's how you go in my list, in no. my death list. Nice. <laughs> uh, should we dive into this? Let's do it. So uh, this week we cho- I chose K- uh, Knights of Bad Astem and Rememory mm-hmm. uh, for the Diglidge-a-thon, which also happens to, I think, be the two worst Peter Diglidge movies <laughs> ever made. <laughs> Spoiler, Justin, uh, give us a synopsis for Knights of Bad Astem. Uh, okay. Uh, hey, have you seen Role Models? What if Role Models was bad and the joke was on the audience? <laughs> it's like, hey, we're punishing you. Hey, everyone, every person who's interested in coming to our movie, you suck. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> yeah. All right. Overall thoughts. Uh, this not only the worst movie, but it's the worst I've ever seen Peter Dinklage act. Yeah, like, he's not great in the, like as much as I love him. He's there's, I, there's he moments just, that he's good, but uh, I don't know. It's 2013, so I'm assuming this pro- he probably filmed this between seasons one and two of of Game of Thrones. Uh, maybe two and three. So, like, he's got some clout, I guess, but maybe not. Maybe not the as big a clout. Maybe this is him trying to transition he, into like. I don't think he has clout. I think he's a solid. Like, he's, an indie he's, a, he's a solid character actor. Is what this is. This is a guy that you go to that is going to deliver. He's a professional, and he's going to give you what you need. But I feel like he just cashed a check on this one. Uh, it wasn't good, but I still wanted to see way more of him because he is Peter Dinklage. Yes. Uh, and pretty much one of the last things he said is, he says in the movie, is damn you and the mustache you rode in on, which is not a good line, but the way he delivered it. See, that's the thing. Uh, I was the guy from, uh, the guy who plays the Game Master. 
Steve Zahn. No, the game master. Um, Jimmy something or James something. Yes, he's the man in black. In, Santon. Uh, yes. Yeah. He is fantastic. He's one of my favorite actors. Uh, he and Peter Dinklage both I laughed at. Not because of the writing, but because of like their delivery. Sure. And Marianne was like, why are you laughing at that? And I'm like, it's not. I know it's bad. But they were so good at delivering that shitty line that it made it made it triggered my sense of humor and it just came out. And that's, I think, the best I can say. Uh, yeah, I definitely had way more positive feelings about this movie. Like, I feel like I excused it way more the first time that I mm-hmm. saw it. And I was like, I like Joe Lynch and I know he says he doesn't like this movie and he berates anyone who says that they like it. Oh, yeah, I forgot that this is like... This was taken away from him. Yeah, and he very much is very adamant. Like, he wanted his name off this movie, and this isn't his movie. Yeah, and, uh, like, I f- it's it's not fair, but because I like Joe Lynch, I'm like, I like that. I'm going to say that was Joe Lynch, <laughs> even though it could be the total opposite. Like, everything that I like could have been the studio or something. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like I pick and choose. Okay, so who's Joe Lynch? What has he done? Uh, Joe Lynch has done Wrong Turn 2. Okay. Uh he has done Everly, uh, Knights of Bad Astem. Uh, I got a segment in Chillerama. Okay. Uh, so basically nothing I would know. Nothing you would know. No. Okay. No. Definitely not. Uh, he is in Holliston with Adam Green. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've seen him in most of Adam Green's movies. Okay. Um, yes. Is he the other documentarian in that one documentary movie? The other documentary, no. Okay. The guy that's got the, no, no, no. Okay. That's his real life business partner and uh, cinematographer. Okay. Um, so we start off with uh, the group of LARPers. Just realized I'm get, looking at Marie Memories. And getting their LARP on and they get shot by a bunch of uh, hillbillies with paintball guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, first note here, what the fuck? <laughs> Good. Yeah, because from the very get-go, the joke is that they're nerds. Yeah. And I kept waiting. Okay, have you seen Role Models? Yes. I love that movie. Because it starts off with, because you're, you're, you're going with your Paul Rudd through the movie, right? So it starts off with you're making fun of the nerds until you embrace that and like the nerds conquer the day, right? And there's nothing supernatural or anything, but, you know, whatever. But it you go from <laughs> LARP, like, to me, LARPing is something that is like, I play D&D, that might be fun, but I would just feel too embarrassed to actually participate in, so I wouldn't have fun in it. Even though if I put, you know, if I put everything into it, I probably would have you fun. You probably would have fun. Uh, I would probably have fun, and I haven't even done the D&D thing, because I don't think it sounds fun, but... Right. So... But this movie doesn't give a shit about its subject matter. Like, I feel like you have, you have, like, you have your movie and your characters, right? And you can either have a reverence for the source, for the material in your movie, or an irreverence. And this movie takes the third option, which is, like, a disdain for its 
material. Like it's it actively hates what it made the movie about. Uh, I guess I could see that a bit. Okay, yeah. so there's a joke early on where, uh, so Steve Zahn is a level 28, about to be level 29 wizard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of his whole thing, is he's trying to become a level 29 wizard, and this is going to be the event where that happens. Mm-hmm. Early on in the movie, uh, after main character breaks up with girlfriend, uh, he says... Um, uh, blah 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 level 29 warlock or whatever and he's like you know I'm a wizard and I know you're just saying that because you're trying to be hurtful so I'm going to let that go <laughs> right? That's funny. So the character funny. takes it seriously. Yes. Fast forward to the end when they do the animal house thing where here's the resolution for everybody. It says that he finally became a level 29 sorcerer. A sorcerer and a wizard are not the same thing. And his character never calls himself a sorcerer, never mm-hmm. mentions sorcerer. Sure. And is actively hates when... And it's not like the movie is making fun of him more. It's that the movie didn't care. Sure. Well, the movie didn't care, and, and this is one that I know Joe Lynch agrees with. The movie didn't care to finish any of the effects. Like, there are effects that he said were, like, temps or whatever. And the one that I think of is when the dude from the league gets his jaw uh-huh. ripped off and there's no blood. Yeah. I don't know this, but I know he's referenced that there was temporary stuff that they put in there just for screeners or mm-hmm. testing or whatever yeah. that they never finished. They just left it in there. And I feel like that's got to be one of them, right? It's all the CGI looks terrible. Uh, like the, the entire end mm-hmm. looks really bad. Yeah. The the practical effects. Doesn't look terrible. I think looks cool. Yeah. Like the actual monster that, mm-hmm. that he obviously did on set. That yeah. looks pretty cool. Like the big monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Brian Posehn is in this movie. Brian Posehn is in that. this movie. Yay. Uh, he's in it for criminally not long at all. Because he loves metal. But he's I the doom metal, the doom metal joke I loved. It's it's not heavy metal, it's doom metal. Yeah, there's a, they have this big then Ryan Quatton has like this little tiny monologue where he's like, We were into sludge and then we went to doom and then we went to death, but now we're back to or whatever it was. Yeah. Just differentiating the fact that this is <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Uh, a it's jo- also v- okay. Good. A, a joke that I did love mm-hmm. is Ryan Quatton breaks Peter Dinklage's mace, and he's like, he genuinely is upset. And he's like, "My mom made me that mace." <laughs> this is a thirty-year-old man mm-hmm. who's upset because he broke the mace that his mom made. <laughs> and it's it's a total throwaway line, but I really like that. That was yeah. funny. Um, this whole movie is overproduced, like. It is cartoonish with both its editing and its sound effects. And then sometimes they're like cartoon comic book video game moments. Like when Peter Dinklage is teaching Ryan Kwan, whatever his name is, Quanton. Yeah. To to uh, fight. And like all the plus, like minus ones keep popping off of him. And then. Yeah. It's one of those they needed to commit to the rest of the time if they're exactly. going to do it. Exactly. They need to pick it and decide how they're going to do it, if they're going to do it, and then do it the rest of the time. It is half assed overproduced. Yes. Uh, another joke that I really like is uh, so Jimmy, and we don't know that his name's Jimmy. I'm going to call him Jimmy. Okay. Um, is giving a tour to his team mm-hmm. of the LARPing area. Right. And he references like uh, Ferguson Falls 
and it's just a hydrant in a field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and he's so jubilant and he's the he's he's grandiose about it. And it's just a hydrant. Yeah. But I mean that's the point, right? He's the game master. He's it is. One. But it's funny. Like I, I, I yeah. get that. I, I but I understand your your point that there isn't Right. The 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 movie itself doesn't apologize for making fun of them. Right. So like th- my favorite moment in I'm going to I'm just going to reverence role models for this whole thing. It's because it does everything this does but better, I think. And uh is uh one of the guys, one of the like in character guys walks up to Paul Rudd and goes jingle jangle. <laughs> and that's his greeting. And it's hilarious. And the joke is totally that that's stupid. This guy is, this guy's stupid. What mm-hmm. he's doing is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the end, they make him like this cool character. And yeah, that doesn't happen in this movie. No, uh, I love. There's a moment when like uh, uh, Steve Zahn, you know, cures someone or whatever, and like throws a foam ball at their head in order to yeah. do it. And like those little things, I like. But they needed to make it a little bit more endearing throughout the movie like that's endearing yeah um but i think it's because there's this huge tonal shift that happens like abruptly so abruptly not only with in the movie but also the visual of the movie and literally in one shot it goes from noon to midnight Mm -hmm. and it is jarring as all fuck yeah because they're like all right let's walk to the car yeah and then the next shot it's the middle of the night uh one thing, and then I want to get into something about that. So the thing is, like, in real LARPing, they're throwing spells, they're throwing beanbags. Like, so that wasn't a joke. The entire joke was, look what these dumbasses do. Yeah, and I think there's a place for that. Obviously, like I say, that there is. Yes. But they hung their hat on that and was like, this is all we need. Yes. Um, but okay. So, which if you're if if you're a larper, you want to go see a movie about yourself, mm-hmm. and you know your perception, but you don't want to just get beat down. You do want to have that redemption, right? There are a couple larping documentaries on either Netflix or Hulu or both that are great and also sad. I've seen a couple of them. They're great, uh, uh, like Darkon or something. I, I think remember. is one of them. Anyway, okay, so they're in the woods. They're going through, and all of a sudden, they get attacked by monsters. They defeat the monsters and they decide to split up. Okay. One group goes, two of the characters go one way. Another two characters go a completely different way. And then another two characters go a completely different way. And then it immediately cuts to midnight. We see one thing happen. And then basically one after another, they're all at this one place that only one of them said they were going and the other two groups explicitly said they were going the opposite way from. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have answers here. It's a, it's it's a mess. The, like, yeah, it's, it, that's annoying, right? And so I get it. You have to kill off these. They have to be alone so you can kill them off. And then someone has to discover them. But literally, they're going in two opposite directions. And then... Like, yeah. Also, they make it very clear that there's 300 people at this event, Mm -hmm. and people somehow still manage to get isolated frequently. Yeah. If you've been to a music festival, have you ever been alone? (laughs) Like, you cannot find a place 
to take a piss without like you turn around and there's somebody else in that porta potty with you that you yeah. didn't know was there or l- just literally pissing on you. Yes, that's true too. Uh, okay. So there's that. And then, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Abed and the dink get killed and then summer glow and main character find him. He's already got blood on his armor. Yep. When they discover the bodies. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought it was. I thought it was in one shot, and I was like, "Oh, I bet you, he like interacts with Dink and gets blood on him, and they just didn't wash it off." Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Every shot, like the it's, they were real good on the continuity of that blood that shouldn't <laughs> have been there. Nailed it. Uh, it's so fresh. Like I re- like, there's like huge petitions to see a director's cut of the movie. Uh, cause I still feel like there's, there's moments in here that I do enjoy that. I really want to know what that was going to be. It still could be not good. Yeah. It still very much could be, but the fact that he's that adamant, that this is not what he wanted it to be, mm-hmm. uh, really makes me interested to see what it was supposed to be. We're never going to get the Snyder cut of justice league. We're never going to get the what's his face cut of suicide squad we'll probably never get the joe lynch cut of bad nights of bad aston no though i guess what it took 30 years to get the ridley scott cut of blood Ray. i told Runner. you about the story about nightbreed you remember that no no okay uh clive, i'm guessing it's the same it's the same idea so clive barker made this movie nightbreed mm-hmm. uh it was taken away from him in editing he was super upset and this is 1990 when this happened mm-hmm. uh dude Five years ago, something like that, found VH. So, and then the rest of the footage was lost. Mm-hmm. It's gone. It's destroyed. Dude, going through the archive, Clive's archives, mm-hmm. finds an old VHS tape that has dailies or whatever, and he ends up splicing it into the movie and makes what they called the cabal cut. Mm-hmm. So, it was closer to what he actually wanted. But the problem was is that it's on shitty VHS footage. There's obvious problems with it and right. stuff. And, and it's kind of jarring to watch it go from beautiful to shitty. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he does that. And then they're like, all right, we're going to f- scream factories. Like we'll release the cabal cut. As long as you guys understand, this is going to be a little rough so that he gets access. They get access. Scream factory does to, MGM's Warner's whoever's library Mm -hmm. they find all of this shit that they had said had been just done 30 years later wow and they're able to put it back together so now instead of the cabal cut they released the director's cut of Nightbreed so 30 years later Clive got to see his actual movie get put together the way he wanted it to that's cool is it any good Uh, better than Nightbreed they are very different they they it's something that we I keep wanting to do we Mm -hmm. should do soon like a regular uh, version versus director's cut? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very, very different. Um, yeah. We'll save that for another episode. All right. That's what we call a teaser. Yeah. Then we'll run through all five cuts of Blade Runner. I've never seen any Blade Runner. Really? The director's cut is really good. Yeah. Is Ridley Scott a monster? What do you mean? I mean, like James Cameron, like where does the line get drawn? Like obviously super talented and stuff, but you also Mm -hmm. like, you don't get that far without like slitting throats. 
Sure. And I feel like Steven Spielberg has probably slit some throats, but he doesn't like bathe himself in the blood mm-hmm. like James Cameron and Ridley Scott do. I think Ridley Scott is just like, do you know who Alan Moore is? Uh, yeah, he's a six feet under guy. What? Isn't he? Alan That's Moore Alan Ball. That's the... Alan Ball. I'm sorry. Alan Moore wrote Watchmen and View for Vendetta and all okay. these things. Sure. And then like licenses them. I saw both and of then... those movies. Well, he wrote the comics. Okay. And then like licenses them and then goes, fuck that, that was garbage. I'm never doing this again. Did you know that there were movies on both of those things? Yes. I saw them. Oh, did you see Swamp Thing? Because he uh, also invented that. I did. They're remaking Swamp Thing. They're doing another one. All right, then. Annie Hoosel. <laughs> or aren't they doing a series? I feel like I remember something about a Maybe Swamp Thing Maybe it's a series. series. I don't know. Have you seen images of child of Chucky from the new Child's Play? I think I saw a commercial. Goo. Yeah. Holy shit. Isn't that out like in three weeks or something? Something like that. He looks like japanese anime character come to life it is whoo like i i want i want another child's play don't get me wrong i want a remake of it mm-hmm. did you see sonic yes <laughs> they give him people teeth the That's fuck stupid. he looks like that fish you know that fish that freaks people out because it has human teeth you know what <laughs> yeah. i'm talking about yeah yeah i don't okay I'm, i don't i don't understand how can they be that far off the mark I'm not even shitting on the person that came up with that. I'm mm-hmm. shitting on the thousand people that okayed that. Right. I, here's the thing. It probably wasn't a dude who made it. It was probably done by committee and murdered. That's my, that. that's, but that's it's my, not the thousand people that okayed it. It's the thousand people that said, no, let's do this. Okay. And then let's do this. And then another person's like, okay, well, let's do this. And everybody has to feel like they, they accomplished something. Yes. There's like, oh, by sign my name because I, I did a thing, right? I 100% agree with that. But then here's the thing. And this we've talked about this before. I can't mm-hmm. wrap my head around this paradox. So you would agree with what that being said, that most of the time when you do those committee things, it ends up being garbage. Right. Because it's diluted and it's soulless, right? Mm-hmm. Why, are the, why is Pixar so good? Because Pixar is going through a throu- thousand different hands too, right? There's, but there's, what's the difference? It's, okay. What, so it's like Marvel, right? There are no bigger movies than the Marvel movies right now, right? Sure, yes. And the way they work is they hire directors who have visions. And then there's Kevin Feige who also has a vision. And they collaborate. And, like, Kevin Feige has the ultimate say because it's his universe. So that's the showrunner, if you will? If it's a TV show, that's the showrunner. Basically, yes. Okay. And, you know, they, they, the directors get to have their say and they collaborate, you know, because like, uh, I know you don't know the Marvel movies, but the first two Thor movies are very like brooding and like, uh, yay. And they're very Shakespearean, right? Okay. And then the third one is like this crazy, uh, like vivid colors in your face comedy is that thor meets the autobots it's thor ragnarok close yeah almost (laughs) uh but that was they got taika watiti and he had he pitched them a thing and they were like sure let's do it and you know thor still has to start in a place and end in a place in kevin feige's vision but the in between they're Give it a little more leeway. 
and how they get from point A to point B. They're given a little yeah. more leeway. So I think the the whole moral of the story is you still have to put and trust it to be one person's thing, right? Yeah. Like like I, Guardians of the Galaxy is a James Gunn thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know the directors of Toy Story or most of the Pixar movies, but I would assume that they entrust them with those, whereas this doesn't sound like DC is doing that right. or Sonic. <laughs> DC is trying to do that now. That's why they're like they had the new Joker movie is just like, hey, what if Martin Scorsese made a Joker movie starring Joaquin Phoenix? Let's let's see that happen. You know? It'll it'll be what it is and hopefully good. Yeah. Uh it really does seem like most of the time it just sucks the soul out of it. Yeah. Uh second time we've referenced Adam Green, but he always talks about uh like he he was uh in writer rooms or whatever he had writing gigs for sitcoms and stuff and all of the guys that would be there like he would sit down and he would pitch these jokes and everybody like stop and he's like what are you talking about did you hear the laugh that that got that was awesome in that room mm-hmm. they're like that's right save that shit for the end well like he's like what are you talking about and he realized and he learned inevitably what happens is you sit down and you make jokes for a week right mm-hmm. by by day the third or fourth time you hear that joke people don't think it's funny anymore so you have to wait for the next thing so the so, so you the, have to intentionally pitch bad jokes for the first few days yeah and hold back your best stuff that you actually want to make it into the show because otherwise the committee pushes the stuff away yeah and like that's crazy to think but you also see the psychology of it like one of my favorite of those stories is uh pat oswald has a bit in on one of his albums <clears throat> Where uh, I think I think it was over the hedge. They hired him to uh, punch up the script, right? That's the kind of thing he does. He punches up scripts. So they hired him to punch John up the script. John Favreau also did that, or he was in it. Hmm. Maybe both. Uh, so they basically hired a bunch of people to punch up the script. They got in a room, and then they hand them the script, and they're like, hey, you know here's what we did blah, blah blah we think this character blah blah, blah. we hear we you know we think this is, is much better and they were, they came back to me like oh no no uh, the animation's done what we need you to do is write jokes for like when a character exits the screen or somebody can just say something off screen and so his bit is basically like uh there'll be two characters off screen on screen and then off screen somebody will just be like oh i fell in some pudding and like that's the type of jokes they were expected to write. Yeah. Uh, third time to the Adam Greenwell. Okay. <laughs> Just repeating his stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was hired to do a, a animated uh, Aquaman movie, mm-hmm. and he wrote it. And then he sat down with them, and they were like, "Yeah, we need you to take out the scenes with water, because water's really expensive to animate. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Like on land is fine." underwater is not a big deal but on the surface of the water that's really expensive so we need to get rid of the water scenes please (laughs) it's fucking aquaman (laughs) well (laughs) when you say that it's he's only restricted on top of the water that makes more sense yeah (laughs) if you can do underwater (laughs) like that's 90 percent of aquaman still pretty awesome yeah it's still funny uh Funnier than that's a badass. Yes. Because ultimately, pretty not satisfying. No. Uh, I like get... that Peter Dinklage comes back to, as a vengeful spirit angel. Yeah, yeah but it just it's... with terrible glowing eyes. And... Mm-hmm. It's not... But I was so pissed off that he 
even though like I didn't think he was doing great, uh, I still enjoyed him, and I was sad that he was like the first one dead. Yeah. Um, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, not satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately. Ultimately. Uh, so Scream Factory. Again, I referenced them today. They're releasing a special edition of a movie that we watched coming mm-hmm. up soon. Special for this month. Did you hear that? Uh, is that you vamping? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So you want me to show you the, the special edition of this movie? Sure. Tell me your thoughts on this. Uh, so uh, June is LGBTQ. It's Pride Month. Pride Month. Uh, so this is the special edition that they're releasing for that. Well, you, yeah, he, this makes 100% sense. Yeah. He's the gay icon. Yeah. Yeah. It's the uh, pride version of the Babadook. Yeah. So it's the rainbow pride version of the Babadook. He is like, it's so cool and weird, but cool that he's turned into like this gay icon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it is awesome, right? Like, yeah. like what the fuck, but yeah. cool. And, and it's embraced a hundred uh, it's embraced 99.9% <laughs> if you made uh what the, what are the circle graphs with the overlapping Venn diagram if you make a Venn diagram of people that support this like the only outliers are going to be magas the <laughs> maga people cuz there's like looking through this thread everybody's like that's awesome sweet oh you know and then, I, like, and then like every once in a while there's like this outlier of somebody with an american flag as their profile picture mm-hmm. that's like this movie didn't have anything to do with this. Why are they doing this? And then somebody explains it and they're like, yeah, I know, but that doesn't make any sense. He's not actually gay. And like, dude, everyone, everyone, like the company that owns the rights to this, the director has, everyone has embraced this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a silly, everybody's having fun with it. Right. Everybody, the, the, the community, the gay community is on board with it. Right. Everybody's embracing this except for the tiny overlap of MAGA uh, people and horror fans. Yeah. Uh, so Xbox on Twitter and Facebook and everything changed their logo. Cause you know, it's like, it's like a circle with an X in it, uh, to like the circle behind being the pride flag. And people are just like, Oh my God. Like, I guess I'm switching to PlayStation. And then I love every time someone would comment. Oh my on- God, I'm gay now just because I got to play call of duty. Right. Here's the thing. People would then comment below that uh, articles of Sony Interactive wins best float 2018 Pride Parade. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, yeah. what are they going to do? It was like when Pepsi's been huge uh, with with the gay community, like support. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people would do that yeah. and say they're going to go to Coke. And then, like, if you're Coke, you're like, I'm happy to sell you some soft drinks, yeah. but I don't know about that. like. Did you hear about new Coke? No. There's okay. a new new Coke. Okay, so I mean, I know about New Coke. Mm-hmm. Is there a new New Coke? Hold on, let me tell the story. <gasps> I'm so excited about happen. this! All right, so Stranger Things is coming out July fourth. Okay, and uh, it's 1986, I think, in that year, and that's the year that New Coke came out. So they went to Coca Cola and was like, "Hey, we're gonna have New Coke in our season. Do you guys have like reference material and stuff that we can?" We can Oh, they're have. going Crystal Pepsi on it. And so they were like, sure. Also, how about we bring back New Coke? That's kind of awesome. So New Coke is coming back because of Stranger Things That's season awesome. three. 
Uh, did you get Crystal Pepsi when it came back for that little time? Uh, I didn't have as much of it as I would have liked because it came right in that window where I was like, I need to be healthy and not drink soda. So I got like the tail end of it. Yeah, it wasn't good. I love it. I love it. I still love it. It was very not good. I would probably drink a can of Crystal Pepsi from the 80s, 90s today. Yeah. Well past its expiration date, I would uh, still drink it. Yeah, it wasn't good. I was happy that I tried it just so I can have had it, and mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to buy some new Coke, which yeah. I'm probably going to be like. I... I loved new Coke because I'm. we've always been a Pepsi family, and I never liked Coke. And I was like, oh, I like this. I wonder. That's weird. I've never liked Coke, but this is great. Then it turns out, oh, they changed their formula to be more like Pepsi. It makes sense. I'm a Coke guy, so. Yeah. But I'm still going to try it. I never had a new Coke. I always had Coke 2, which was new Coke rebranded. Oh, okay. When they brought back Coca-Cola and called it Coca-Cola Classic. Hmm. The more you know. Yeah. I mean, we were two when this happened. (laughs) But, you know, I know my soda history. Yeah, you do. Uh, We, my wife sent me a text earlier this week. We had our anniversary. Mm -hmm. 11 years. Whooped. She sent me a text, which is like a screenshot of her Facebook memory thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was you. It was me. It was you. So 11 years ago, right after the day after our wedding, Uh you sent my wife this on Facebook. Okay. You ready for this? (laughs) No. Let's do it. Congratulations, Mrs. Hall. I don't think I've ever been to a wedding when I felt more like, you know, I truly believe they were meant for each other. Enjoy annoying the heck out of Russ for the rest of your lives. Aw. I was sweet. So she didn't even say anything. She just sent me that. And I think it was like, uh, hey, he's not that douchey all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Is kind of what I translated that to. So that was a nice thing to read. Because let's be honest. When you're at a wedding, Mm -hmm. you're definitely sitting there sizing up how long it's going to last, right? Like that's all you're doing. Like you're, you're, you're guessing you're putting timeframes on there. So was that sincere? Did you think we'd make it? You are one of the most frustratingly annoying people that I know. Like (laughs) you go out of your way to like, I'm super friendly but I'm but but also a serious asshole. <laughs> Every opportunity I can get, I'm going to be the biggest asshole I can be. And uh, she always she always I don't I don't think she appreciated she appreciates it, but she always took it with like, yep, that's him, and that's you know what I love him in spite of that. And so I'm just like you know what if you yeah, she can put up with you that long. It's this seems like a lifer. Good, I appreciate that. That's. That's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, I think I usually, based on my history, like I feel like I'm pretty good with these. Like I feel like my uh, my batting average is pretty good for weddings that I've been to. Mm-hmm. Like ones that I think are going to make it and ones that aren't. Yeah. In hindsight, I think that like if I went through my tally, I feel mm-hmm. like it'd be pretty good. I've also, I've told you this before. We've mm-hmm. had this conversation off mic. Yeah. Uh my religious friends mm-hmm. versus my non-religious friends, mm-hmm. it's 100% in the Venn diagram category <laughs> of my non-religious friends all have marriages that have lasted. Mm-hmm. My religious friends all failed. Right. And that that's crazy to me. Because the more devoted are you are, I feel, well, Christianity in general, the more you follow it, the more you're just like... We got to get married soon because I really want to fuck you. <laughs> and the, the other people are just like, 
We fucked and like we still enjoy it, but it's not the only thing that's anymore. That's not the point, right? We actually became like friends yeah, that's, also. That's ultimately not the point. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I'm sure that there's the people that obviously have the exact same uh arguments that they can make just based on anecdotal evidence but yeah. for mine it's pretty much a hundred percent yeah we all ways. know that the plural of anecdote is data so look at that that's how that saying goes look at that uh is there a saying that would allow me to segue to rememory uh remember me once remake me always Ooh. Give me, a, the fooler. give me a synopsis for this hour and 51 minute movie. Uh, I would really. Yeah. Okay. So this movie is about an hour and 51 minutes. <laughs> Not no. that either of us were counting. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it is. A, all the words I want to use to describe it. I'm just like. Is that too good? Am I trying to say that it's good cuz it wasn't good? Okay, it's like it's a it's a cerebral movie. It, it wants to be that, cerebral. Yeah, it's okay. Dude dies, another dude wants to solve it, and there's a machine that can get your memories out of your head. Yes. There's the best synopsis I can give you. This is uh a boring version of a Tom Cruise sci-fi movie. Uh, I'm I'm glad this person made this movie. Uh, I'm glad they got this out of their head. Uh, I really want to make a Return of the King reference. I feel like there's uh, so the third, the last Lord of the Rings movie. It ends trees. Yes, that's. Yes, there are trees. Yes. Uh, I could probably say that about every movie and pretend that I see it. <laughs> is that the one with people? That's the one that has the characters, right? I Yeah, there are characters in it. Are yeah. there trees in that movie? You know what? There, Yep, there are. Uh-huh. <laughs> How many movies don't have trees? If we were to make a list of movies that don't have trees, it would be small, right? I was going to say City of Men, but no, they'd like drive through the woods there. <laughs> Or Children of Men, not City of Men. Children have we men. watched a movie that doesn't have a tree? How about let me let me, let me ask that question. I don't know, uh, but okay. What was I saying? Tree. Oh, the end of Lord of the Rings. Uh, so that movie. You had to reverse engineer trees to figure <laughs> oh, out what you I were did. saying. I totally did. <laughs> uh, th- that movie ends, and then it goes on for another hour. This movie did that also. This movie ends with half an hour left to go in the movie. And then you're just like, okay, well, okay, okay, I guess, I guess that re- that revelation really revolves, resolves it. So, okay, now it's over. Oh, now they're talking. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, so now there's this revelation. Okay. That, uh, that seems less meaningful, but okay. Uh, Oh, and then there's this revelation that oh, it guess it doesn't really matter. But I, but the momentum was lost so so much before any any revelation was made that I didn't care. The problem with this movie is you don't know Peter Dinklage. They have to hide Peter Dinklage's motivations for the reveal, 
And so it totally confuses his character. So, uh, can I can I make a re- can I can I make a revelation myself? Sure. Uh, I didn't pay that great of attention to the last forty five minutes of this movie. <laughs> so you missed all the revelations because I watched it driving home today. <laughs> <laughs> so you almost reenacted the end of the movie. Yes, I did. <laughs> So I just had like the Bluetooth audio and I'm glancing down every once in a while. And let me tell you, it doesn't sound like much was going on. <laughs> I I once dated a girl and uh, she was like, I was like, she would talk about all those TV shows she watched and everything. And I was like, how do you have time for all that? And she's like, oh, I watch them while I'm driving. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? How? What? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's you shouldn't do that. I know. Don't I'm not, do that, people. I'm not proud of this. I'm not saying it with with bravado. I'm saying it with shame. I even gave you an extra hour. You did give me an extra hour. Thank you for <laughs> taking that extra hour of sleep from me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We haven't talked about what this movie, movie is. Yeah, I guess let's give a brief thing, and then we'll blow Peter Dinklage for a little bit, and then say the movie wasn't great, though, and then sure. we'll move on. So two brothers, uh, one is like, he became a rock star and now he's in town, back is, in town. Is this a American Idol guy or is he just supposed to look like the American Idol guy? Wasn't there an American Idol guy that looked like this? I've, there have been several American Idol guys that look like this, oh, okay. but yeah, I think you're thinking of uh, Chris somebody. I thought it was Bo Maybe. something. What? Bo? Yeah, here's Bo. Chris was the bald guy who kind of looked like the yeah. dude from Anthrax, but like less cool. Uh... So, Peter Dinklage is driving, and all I can think about is, how, how is he driving? Well, this time you don't know that it's not his car th- right. at the opening. And then later, part of me is like, you know what? I bet you they didn't write this with Peter Dinklage in mind. They, they absolutely didn't. So, so, like, that's just a thing that people do. So, they don't, there's nothing, there's zero little person stuff in this. Uh, this, hold it. Can I cut you off? Yeah. That's something I want to talk about to credit both of these movies. Mm-hmm. And this just says how amazing Peter Dinklage is. Oh, yeah. N- neither of these roles reference one time the fact that he's a little person. Correct. And it's just because he was the best actor that they could get for the roles. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it's happened, but on a bigger scale, no pun intended. <laughs> Is he the first little person that's completely broke that mold? Oh, 100%. Like even Warwick Davis. 100%. Probably the, the most prolific little person actor. Right. Everything he, he does is he because he's a little person. He down a lot of stuff and maybe... See, I, th- I think Peter Dinklage specifically turned down roles that were written for little persons. Probably. Um, little people? Little person sounds better. Little people sounds condescending. But I don't know. I don't know. I think it's all in the intention, and we don't have any right. well. Um, but he did take some, like, uh, but when like they were like taking down, you know, the, uh, um, uh, God, living in oblivion. Yeah, I love him in living in oblivion because he is playing the stereotypical little person role. Yes, and then is commenting on how he's playing the, stere- the stereotypical yes. little person role. Uh, and my absolute favorite Peter Dinklage movie of all time, that uh, the station agent. That it's brought up that he's a little person, 
but it's just like in a I'm not a little person and I'm curious like I'm asking questions and also he's just like it, it doesn't matter and he's like you're right it doesn't matter yeah so it's just like briefly that but yeah like but both of these movies both of them nobody references the fact that he's a little person and it absolutely was not written for for a little person right and that's amazing that they didn't feel the need to add something in like how how low bra- or how easy it's low hanging fruit oh, yeah. to write something into nights of badass that type of movie 100 percent. yes surprised that it didn't come yes. up no not at all though like none of like his friends that would have been fine in character to mm-hmm. ball bust him right because yeah. they're ball busting each other so why wouldn't you make a I short make fun joke? of the new guy for being short it's fun yes why wouldn't you do that yeah. you know and i think that they didn't do that is cool mm-hmm. uh, and they don't do it in memory at all at all and it's obviously just that because they chose the best which is why at the beginning i'm like is it terrible that all i can think about is how he's driving this car right now i know that's not what i'm supposed to be thinking about no it's not uh yeah but he is fucking awesome in the in in this movie yeah so um he's driving down the road with his brother and they get Mm t-boned and the brother dies uh and it's peter dinklage's fault right well no, they just they just get T-boned out of nowhere. But he ran a stop sign. I don't think so. Yes, and that's the whole that's the whole point at the end. He goes to the stop sign. Not at the beginning of the movie. Because then the very next line is narration about how memories every time we think of a memory it comes through the filter of our new oh, experience. Okay, so you're okay, so you're referencing that's the reveal is that right, he ran. The reveal that. is he ran a red light. Or, he t te- or ran, he a, ran stop a stop sign. sign. He T-boned someone else, not them getting T-boned. It was 100% his fault, and then he ran away and framed his brother for it. Which also doesn't make sense. Let's just talk about, I'm, I'm not, screw chronology. She finds out that his name is Samuel Bloom. Like, did she not know that the person that killed his daughter was named Dash Bloom? That they have the same last name, and maybe it's that's weird? I don't have answers. <laughs> that was the biggest hole in this for me. Like, your your movie is about one knowing one hundred percent because we have this machine that can see your memories. So the, your whole movie is about one hundred percent, no holes, and then there's this huge gaping hole. Okay, I was gonna fake it. I missed that reveal. So the daughter was dead because they were in the Peter Dinklage accident. He the car that he t-boned was them. was them with the daughter in the back seat. I missed that. That must have been when I was driving sixty miles an hour down the road. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of this movie. Ah, I missed that. The whole point of this movie is he lies to everyone in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, because he is ashamed that in that one moment he ran away. And so when he goes to the hotel room, uh, when he tells a story about going to the hotel room, he's going there to apologize. For killing the daughter, but he can't bring himself to it. I missed that. Yeah. This movie just got deeper. Yeah, don't watch movie driving down the road, people. <laughs> don't do it. It's you're, you're endangering yourself and those around you. Yes, that's true. And I'm it's being not a, a good bad, experience. I'm being a bad podcaster. Mm-hmm. He, Russ fucked up sixteen ways. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Hey, I, I'm owning up to it though, right? I'm doing what Peter Dinklage couldn't do. Is I'm owning up to my mistakes. Yeah. Uh, 
This movie has Delphine from Orphan Black. Has Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin also does amazing in this movie. He's great in everything, he, and I'm sad that he's dead. He is really great, and he was like he's he would have been like one of those people. Like he would have been one of those people who just like he would have been Walking Phoenix. Heath, yeah, Walking Phoenix or Heath Ledger. Like yes, yeah, he was great in this too. Uh, and he was su- surprised that he showed up because this is a new-ish movie. Yeah, 2017. I yeah, think. and he'd been dead for a couple of years, I think. So obviously this had to have been one of his last things that was in the can. Or yeah. he died making it, I don't know. Uh, there's a Netflix animated show that he it did. Um, and like that thing came out like two years after he died. And then a year later, a new season came out. And like... He had recorded everything except for the like, uh, yeah, huh, huh, those kind of sounds. So like someone else did those, but he did all the dialogue. Uh, and so now they're, the next season, there's gonna it's gonna be the first season without him, and it's gonna be weird. But yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, follow your recall notices, people. It's a it's a Guillermo del Toro TV show. It's good. Oh, is it uh, How to Train Your Dragon? Not that, but yes, the troll. Troll Hunters. Troll Hunters, yeah. Yeah. Which is basically How to Train Your Dragon. I didn't know that was Anton Yelchin in yep, that. the main character. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Good to know. Uh, I imagine Guillermo del Toro is what you would look like if you were Hispanic. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> when? If I was Spanish? In Las Vegas. Uh, uh, so he's my Spanish wife. Is he Mexican? Don't know. Uh, so I feel like he's Mexican, but he writes about he, everything he does is about the Spanish Civil War. That's true. Uh, so my wife made it very clear to me many, many, many years ago before we were married or anything, not to tell her that people look like her, because then that means if I find her attractive, that I find that person attractive. Okay. Uh huh. So it's basically like telling her, Hey, that girl's hot. Okay. Okay. So knowing this, we went to Vegas five, ten, no, 10, 12 years ago mm-hmm. and walked by this girl walks by us. And I was like, Oh my God, that looked ex- I can't tell her. I have to tell her. Okay, I have to tell her. And then I was like, I gra- I stopped and I grabbed her arm. I was like, that girl. And she's like, I know, that looked exactly like me, didn't it? But it was a Hispanic version of her. It was like, so we always called it Mexican Jen. And like we joked. Hennifer. We, we always joked. Hennifer. We always joked that we wish we would have got that picture because it looked exactly like her, but Hispanic. And uh, we always wonder if like, they're like, did you see that, that? white Juanita over there <laughs> like <laughs> we still reference it it was the Juanita that got away that's great yeah uh so Peter Dinklage is on this quest right he's a he's a, a miniature maker yes uh he, not that he's small and he makes things he makes miniature things that's correct mm-hmm. uh and he has become mildly obsessed with Gordon who's this guy that invented this black mirish type uh, contraption right. that is uh, he's obsessed with him because he killed his daughter yes he's got google glasses that capture your memories and can replay them on tv they're they're like uh what if Jordy from star trek the next generation wore his thing backwards that's what it would be wore his goggles like guy fieri wears his sunglasses reading rainbow uh or Remember that guy in Star Wars who's like wearing that head thing in Cloud City? It, it looked like that, but thinner. 
Don't know that. Uh, <laughs> Star blank so, references. So uh, Peter Dinklage goes to a conference, sees the guy, and then camps outside and uh, watches Anton Yelchin leave because he has an altercation with him. Uh, we see another blonde-haired woman. He doesn't... Wait, we, what? We, we, see, we see Anton Yelchin have an altercation with Gordon, the guy that invented this device. Well, we see him leave, yes. Uh, we see No, we see the altercation as well, at least part of it. Do we? Yeah, because he says at the very beginning, he's telling him that he fucked his life That's up. That's right. Yep, you're right. Uh, we get uh, a blonde-haired woman that Peter Dinklage sees leave. Delphine. Uh, and there is a question mark about who killed Gordon, because he is dead after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it starts this mystery of who is Peter Dinklage, why is Peter Dinklage doing what he's doing, and who killed Gordon. And why is Desmond an asshole? None of which that I really care about. Yeah. You watched Lost, right? I did. Yeah. I watched it up until like almost last season. Okay. So yeah, that's you recognize Desmond, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Let me tell you why this movie's bad. And I started to get into it before. But the problem is, this movie, once it's revealed to be such a secret, and I will give it to it that it is a secret. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see the either of the big reveals coming. But it came at the cost. I'm concerned there's another big reveal that I don't know. What's the other big reveal? The, the, the twist is that the machine killed him. Yes. And then the other big reveal is that Peter Dinklage killed the daughter in the car accident. Okay. I knew the machine killed him, but I felt like that was an anticlimax. I didn't feel like that was that great of a reveal because it was supposed to be who killed him. Right. And I, I feel like that that is, I feel like anticlimaxes can be incredibly satisfying. I agree. I don't feel like this was one of them. I felt like. To me, I was like, you know what? I didn't see that coming. That's smart. That's smart. You you know, they looked like they were pointing the finger at Delphine. Uh, and maybe it was Desmond, but no, it, it was the machine. Yeah, I, I will say Desmond was obvi- the obvious choice. Yeah, because he was not the obvious choice. Like right. we've seen enough movies at this point. Like he's an asshole, but you know, look over here. He's, you know, well, let's forget about him and yes. follow this other character. Uh so in order to keep those the the those reveals secret. Peter Dinklage's character, you don't get to spend any time with him before the mystery starts. And so I feel like the whole time I like I never knew if he was lying or telling the truth. I never understood cuz your his entire motivation for doing this is secret. And so I felt like I couldn't I didn't feel dragged along with on this journey with him like I should have. No. I just felt like I don't know, dragged along with him. That's exactly it's, how I felt. Was right. was dragged instead was, of we're holding instead of we're holding hands, he's like holding my leash and dragging me like a yes, I agree. A puppy that doesn't in spite walk. in spite of the fact of him being the most intriguing character, yeah, and a fantastic and actor. actor and actor. Like if he can't pull the if, if it's the best written character, mm-hmm. the most interesting character, and by far the best actor, right. if he can't make you care then there's a flaw with the premise. I feel like the most disappointing part of this movie for me is that the best acted scene in this whole movie is him going to talk to Anton Yelchin. But it's also the the like worst written, like the least 
well put together. Like I disagree with that. There's a worse one. Okay. The worst one is when him and the wife are sitting around and she just starts like spewing facts at, at Peter Dinklage when they first meet. Like she's just met him and she's like, let me tell you some exposition, sir. Okay. I, I would argue that's worse. Okay. Worse than tell me, no, get out of here. Uh, how about if I pull out a gun, then will you tell me? Okay, cut to me telling you. Maybe. Yeah. I thought it was clever that he knew the combination of the safe because he'd seen his memories. Yes. That's fine. Yes. But then he just holds a gun to him and the tension is immediately like, ah, and then he immediately says, okay, and then it's just, uh. I will say I was disappointed that I was so excited to see those two sitting mm-hmm. across from each other and then it didn't really amount to anything. Right. Like if I could have just watched those two talk for yeah. a lot longer, it would have been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems wasted that that's probably the only scene that those two ever had together and that's all we got. Right. Part of me was like, uh, like I remember that he was dead, and I was like, "Oh, he looks kind of emaciated here. (laughs) Maybe that's what." Oh no, wait, Jeep. That's it was a Jeep. That's right. It was that not following your mail that got him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That sucks. I like him. Yeah. Uh, I don't like rememory. Nope. Ultimately, didn't care kind of boring the part that i did care about was uh peter dinklage couldn't remember uh the last words from his brother like we watched it and he couldn't understand him we couldn't understand him Mm -hmm. um so i thought that was a good through line marianne screamed he's just singing the song and then the reveal was he's just singing the song yeah which was a good reveal yeah again an anticlimax i like that yes that was a good good reveal i would not have figured that out if Marianne wasn't screaming, he's just singing the song. <laughs> uh, it was a good reveal. Ultimately, not a satisfying movie. No. And that is... This whole... The, yeah. Like, the reveal is is good. I wish they didn't... I, I, I wish they, you know, they didn't Return of the King it and just, like, reveal, reveal, reveal. Like, just, you know, have one big revelation and end it. But the problem with this movie is the reveal in that they need to keep everything secret you need to keep everything away from the viewer, and it, that makes for a less interesting experience. Uh, it's also super frustrating that you have an actor as good as Peter Dinklage mm-hmm. being forced to just speak exposition out loud to himself. Sure. That is a waste, and it is bad no matter who's doing it. Mm-hmm. So he's standing there. He's painting and he's talking to the character as if it's the real person. I'm going to get right. do this for you. I'll figure this out. I'll figure out what you're saying. That's my motivation. Right. It's bad no matter who's doing it. My favorite character moment from this movie is at the end, uh, when he, right before he throws the model in the ocean, which I think is so fucking stupid. Uh, but he he walks by this guy and the guy's like, hey, Oliver. And he's like, hey, whatever your name is. I don't remember his name. Uh, but then he like takes a few more steps and then stops, turns around. And he's like, hey, my name's Sam. He's like, you know what? Hi, Sam. And I was like, that's cool. Like he lied, like you, it's revealing of the character that he's literally lied to everyone his entire life. Yes. Like, from that point on. Uh, and it's showing that he's grown. I like that. Oh, no, wait. Is he taking out the model? 
He's thrown in the ocean. Damn it. So fucking cliche. Why couldn't we just have the Oliver moment? I was thinking about that. Have you ever done that or had the feeling of wanting to do that? No. Like anything symbolic like that? No. The Here's the only thing. Here's the closest thing. Do you remember Tim Tebow? Uh, religious football. Yep. Got it. I hated him. Hated Tim Tebow. Is he not around anymore? Uh, he played for like two or three years and then uh, went to the Canadian Football League and uh, only lasted a couple years there. And then I think he, I think he might be doing arena stuff. I don't know. So he wasn't good. I thought he was good. I thought that was why he, he was got... a good college player. He was not a good pro player. Okay. Uh, so he... did so did I hear about him from being in college? You heard about him because he, well. That and the he like you know did the Jesus kneel and everyone was Tebowing for a while. Um, his his claim to fame in the NFL is called the butt fumble, where uh, they hike him the ball. He's the quarterback. Okay, do you know what a quarterback is? I do. Okay, it's when you give them a dollar and your total was only seventy five cents. Exactly, they hike him the ball. And there, he looks out, and there's nobody open, and he, someone's coming to tackle him. And he panics, and he tucks the ball, and he starts running, and he runs into his own player's butt, <laughs> falls down, fumbles the ball, and they return it for a touchdown. So that happened w- multiple times? That happens once. Oh, okay. But That's, it's, it's the butt fumble. That, okay, that is funny, but, it, but it's... It's it's like the Jose Canseco thing. Yeah. Like it might be what you're known for, and it sucks, but it's better than having done that twice. Like the minute sure. that you yeah. that bounces off your head twice, yeah. there's a problem. Like exactly. anybody can fuck up once in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, that makes me feel better on his behalf that it wasn't <laughs> more than once. <laughs> so, uh, as a joke, one year, like I, everyone, all my friends knew that I hated Tim Tebow. As a joke, one of my friends got me a Tim Tebow poster, and I wanted to have a party where I just burned the poster. That never happened, and that's the closest I've ever gotten to just wanting to do something symbolic like that. Hmm. Uh, I don't think... I, the, the closest that I've ever come to doing anything symbolic is in seventh grade-ish, around in there. Uh, what did I say his name was? Who's my friend that died of a heroin overdose? don't remember i don't remember the fake name that unmemorable I gave guy <laughs> so so that fake Sorry. name that i gave that guy mm-hmm. he found a playboy or penthouse mm-hmm. uh in the rural uh in the woods where creek. you find abandoned porn yes that's exactly where he found uh-huh. it right so he found that and gave me a couple of the pictures mm-hmm. so i had them like hidden in like uh in a remember trolls Yes. So I had like a troll bag that my aunt had gotten me and hidden inside of that was like a Altoids type mint tin. Okay. So it was like five layers hidden uh-huh. where I had these three images of boobs yeah. that were all water, waterlogged <laughs> and folded in half and everything <laughs> just to see six nipples, right? Yeah. Uh, and my parents left, so I'd pull them out and look at them. I don't even think I could do anything at that point other mm-hmm. than look at them, right? You just knew that it made you feel all tingly. Yes, I knew that I wasn't supposed to, and I got tingly. Mm-hmm. But then I was like super paranoid and guilty. Like yes. I think I had religious I guilt about I, that. The religious guilt plus the we're goody two shoes. Yes, guilt. yes. So I had that, and I was like, "All right, in this situation, I know what happens. I've seen movies. I take it and I 
burn it mm-hmm. over the stove or the sink with a pot. Mm-hmm. I've seen this happen. Yeah. You hold it, you light the bottom on fire, and you my parents were smokers. And then everything's fine. And everything is fine. I instantly burned the fuck out of my hand. Not like <laughs> third degree, definitely first degree. Yes. Uh, and like barely singed the corner. Mm-hmm. And there was smoke everywhere. Mm-hmm. It does not work like it does in the movies. No. So I ended up just like rinsing all that shit on the sink and putting it back in there. So not only was it all <laughs> waterlogged and folded, but it also had a tiny little burn spot. <laughs> That's the closest to anything symbolic, which isn't even symbolic. It was yeah. just how I thought you disposed of exactly. things. <laughs> uh, I remember, do you remember Borders Bookstore? I loved Borders. I loved Borders too. My mom and I would go there at least once a week, probably two or three times, just to go through nuclear and stuff and buy books we'd never read. It was so much fun. Uh, But I remember being in there with my friend one day and uh, being like, hey, you know what? I'm 18. Let's see what they have. And it's Borders. So they had a tiny little section that was just softcore porn, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. What I call slump porn, which is they fake penetration, and then when somebody orgasms, they always orgasm together, and then one person slumps on top of the is other one. Is this videos or is this, is this photos? Okay. Uh, and I was 18. I'd never bought anything like that, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy one of those. Uh, and I watched it like once or twice. It, was, it wasn't even you know worth it, but... I and you paid $45 for it. <laughs> yeah, it was Borders, probably. Uh, and it, it was just under my mattress, right? Out of sight, out of mind, didn't even think about it. Uh, and one day, uh, like I talked about needing a new mattress and stuff, uh, I was at work, or at school, and my uh, mom said, hey, uh, I'm... You know, we just bought you a new mattress. Your grandma and I are gonna go put it on your bed. <laughs> no, didn't even. I didn't even think about it, right? Because it, it was not even in my mind anymore. Uh, and I get home and like new mattress and everything, and I was like, "Oh, this is so awesome! Thank you." And my mom looks at me and goes, "By the way, I put your DVD in the drawer so your grandmother didn't have to see it." And I was like, "What? Oh, oh." Oh, <laughs> and it was extra shameful because like it was kind of nothing. It was kind of something, but kind of nothing. It was. It would have been less weird if you would have just not hit it. Like if you just had it sitting on right. the, on or the dresser. If, like I feel like honestly feel like I would have had less shame. Less shame if it was like all anal four or something like <laughs> super duper hardcore. Like at least it's like something. But this is just like you know. How about like some nipples and three pubic hairs? <laughs> that type of porn? Yeah, not worth it. Uh, <laughs> that made me feel extra shame. I have two border, two memories of borders. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is is with you. Okay. And we were in borders, and I went in and I was looking. I was they had that thing set up where you could listen to music, mm-hmm. and you were like, uh, it said something referencing me look like you're in a bookstore and you're listening to music. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's a music store too. And I don't know if I got defensive or 
you had you were more aggressive than you had thought you were meaning to be or something mm -hmm. but then you were like talking me down you're like no 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 it's okay it's just who you are you're a music person not a book person <laughs> and uh, it was like this weird exchange where i was like i didn't know if i overreacted like i was upset and you were comforting me <laughs> or if you were trying just to awkward. be awkward yeah it was probably more that <laughs> But then I was like, I really kind of want to listen to this snippet of this CD too, but he's judging me to listen to these CDs. I feel like I should go look at a book. Oh. Uh, I remember you making me buy a CD there that I really did not like. But you're like, oh, you like you like all this other music you like that I like. And I was like, you know what I do? He's like, you should try this out. And I did not like it. Oh, I'm sorry that I forced you to do that. Yeah. Remember having to like, commit like five minutes to listen to a 30 second clip online of a mm -hmm. song yeah, yeah. it's iTunes, not like today yeah. itunes is going away now is it really yeah they're they're taking a uh, they just had their conference yesterday and the joke is that itunes tries to be everything so they get on stage and they like all right we're revamping the whole operating system right so now we get to itunes and you're listening to music, but you know, you know, it would be better. What if you could take notes? So we added the note, we added new iTunes and notes. But you know, if you want to write those notes, maybe you want to write an email. Boom, iTunes now with email. And now iTunes comes with Safari built in. You can browse the web while listening to music and stuff. And yeah, and then the big reveal was that it's going away and it's. Just becoming three separate small little apps: Apple so, Music, Apple TV, and podcasts. So I'm not, I'm not like a diehard physical media person, mm -hmm. but that's my cons the thing that I feel like is how many millions of dollars people invested in quote unquote owning mm -hmm. these catalogs. Yeah. That if something happens, they could just be done. Oh, right. Yeah. If tomorrow Apple's like we're shutting down, there's nothing you can do exactly in terms of service. If nobody's gonna come and take my Blu-rays. Right. You know, that's like... Though technically, you don't own that Blu-ray. You own you own the Blu-ray. You don't own the rights. What, you, what you're buying is technically still a license to play that. Sure. They won't enforce it. But technically, you're not, you don't own any of the content on that. Uh, yes. Which is but, weird. But if the company shuts down, I still own that physical disc. Sure. Yeah. So the, the practical aspect is is that I still have. It. I just got a new vinyl record in the in the mail yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, the new Lonesome White. I was going to say that. Yeah, it's out today. Yep. Didn't come out on CD first time. Hmm. Yeah, I always buy the vinyl anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't buy into the vinyl thing. I don't hear it. I don't care. It's cool and I like it. Yeah. Um. So most of the time, I just listen to it streaming anyway. But sometimes I'll, I just like, I, I like the. You're committing to doing it, right? Like the I am. The committing, I'm but also like the act, right? Yeah. yeah. Of selecting a record, taking it out, putting it yes. on, and listening to it. Yes, it's a decision. Like it's that's what you're doing. Right. Yep. Because with streaming, I could be like, boom, no, wait, I actually want to listen to this. No, wait, I actually want to listen yeah. to this. And it's a totally different experience. Yep, I would agree with that. Okay. Uh, Rememory or Nights of Bad Aston. Uh, rememory for sure. 
Uh, I will say Knights of Badassdom because I at least there were moments that I had fun with that movie, and I don't feel like other than just watching Dinklage act, I didn't enjoy doing anything during Rememory. I, while I admit that the whole reason the movie isn't good is because of the reveal, the reveals I enjoyed the reveals. So. I understand what you mean, but that's the most convoluted sentence ever. <laughs> In theory, it makes no sense. But I understand what you're saying. Good. Um, next week? Next week. So I've realized a pattern. So I feel like when I come off of a week that I enjoy, like I'm like, all right, that was good. Those were some good choices. I'm like, all right, let's do it again. And then when I come off a week that I didn't enjoy, I'm like, God damn it. I got to choose more of these fucking things. <laughs> God damn I'm not doing it. We're just fucking... Let's do the glory hole. So that's what we're doing. Woo, glory hole. Glory hole. Uh, make sure I don't select. I've only got movies selected. All right. Remake me glory hole. You ready? Let's Horror do movies. This. Any score. Hulu. Netflix. Prime Video. Spin. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like this. All right. This is Motango. This Motango? is a very much a Japanese movie. Oh, okay. I'm looking at what very much looks like the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> very, very much looks like the Toxic Avenger. So it's not Japanese horror, it's Japanese monster movie. Uh, maybe, but it looks like Japanese monster movie in the woods. <laughs> like So super low budget Japanese monster movie. Uh, but there's also, I think these are mushroom clouds, which is a good sign. Okay. Uh, with scared people and a boat. So I'm going to So envision. is the Toxic Avenger 60 feet tall? Uh, I will show this to you momentarily and you will give me your opinion, but I don't think that he is. I think that he's probably a regular person in makeup. Okay. Just... <laughs> Just a guess. Uh, so yeah, this is definitely going to be uh, uh, nuclear. Uh, this is a person that's had radiation, and uh, that's what we're getting there. Uh, it's a good thought. I, I got nothing. I I just read two words on the front. So uh, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be painful and it's going to wait for an hour and seven minutes to show the monster. Okay. Uh, this looks old. 1963. Oh, did you say that? Don't think so. Okay. That excites me even more. Yeah. He's got like a rock face. He looks like a bad version of the thing. He very much looks like, uh, Toxic Avenger. Uh, so that is streaming on Amazon Prime. Amazon. Yep, it's always Amazon. Always Amazon. Amazon has the garbage. All right, ready for no second with Justin? Yep. Do you have anything to add for what you're expecting for that movie? Uh, it is a six point six. Yeah. So, uh, I'm expecting bad dubbing. Yes. Which is, it seems like that's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be hard to watch gonna, in the car. This is, yeah. if it's, <laughs> yes. If, it, if it's not dubbed, if it's just uh, subtitles, subtitles, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be rough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to admit that uh, I didn't, I didn't get much out of this movie. <laughs> and it turns out I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> Even though I thought I did. 
turns, turns out, out I just know how to order sushi. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. This is going to be like a like an indie response to Godzilla. I think. Sure, that's going to be fun. Sure. Hitting the giant green button. Back in our wheelhouse of a four point six out of ten, or four point seven. That's still me. up there. That's still kind of up there. It says horror and crime. Okay. Uh, let me make this bigger. Uh, I gotta admit, when you were saying hitting the green button, I thought that was the title of the movie at first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, this may be uh, Asian as well. The the character on the front looks. Asian, and the other character on the front also looks Asian, so this is probably an Asian movie because okay. Western movies don't have that much Asian representation. Uh, it plays your death. Get ready for the title of "Don't Click." Oh, this is a ring ripoff, bro. Do you know that for sure? No, but it sure sounds like it, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, there's a Japanese schoolgirl in the background. So maybe it's from 2012. Okay. It's probably post the whole that step. Thing. Sure. Uh, this looks like, so the Japan doesn't really, hasn't really embraced the internet very much. I think this is going to be like the internet's a scary place. Okay. And like, you're going to get sucked into the internet uh, and it's going to take over. Yeah. There's definitely, they make it sure that, you know, it's something about the internet mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, well, next week's going to suck just as bad, everybody. <laughs> We're getting two Asian films, I'm pretty sure. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. Two non-English movies. Turns out our glory hole was a themed episode. Who would have thought? Yeah, worked out. Yay. Yay. Justin, what else you got for us? His, was the was Peter Dinklage's name hung in that movie? Yeah, it was hung. Was I supposed to answer? That was supposed no, to be No, you weren't thing. supposed to answer. It was hung. Okay. 